spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. On this episode of DC On Screen, we're reviewing Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, right after this. <laughs> You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 515. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. Before we get into the show, I'd like to take a minute to invite you to come over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash DC On Screen podcast. And also, we tweet at DC On Screen. So come hang out with us, throw us your opinions, we'll get into a conversation with you. I know that's a real gem of a thing. Just clutching your pearls, waiting for us to give you a much-needed pat on the back. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a dick. Um, And if you weren't put off too much by that, I'd like to remind you to go over to iTunes. If you like us, uh, give us a good rating and review. It really does help to get new listeners. As does, uh, you know, sharing us over on the social meds. Because when you like and comment, and especially share, it sends a signal to the algorithms. And that puts our show out in front of more hungry eye holes. So yeah. Alright, enough uh, shameless plugging. Uh, This week is a little weird. News was a bit slow this week, and we decided to put our unheard review of Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, uh, into the feed, pull it out of the vault, bring it to you. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and start desperately fingering the side of your headset for the appropriate button to pause this puppy so you can go watch the movie. You can rent it on Amazon Prime for $3.99 in HD, or if you're a DC Universe subscriber, you can go watch it for free right now. Then come back and listen to the spoiler-filled review of Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, starring Michael B. Jordan, Nathan Fillion, Carrie Elway, Ron Perlman, Dana Delaney, Kevin Conroy, Sam Daly, and so many more. It's directed by the great Jay Oliva. Enjoy. Hey, Dave here. Sitting here with Jason. Hello. And uh, we've seen the, the we've now watched the Justice League, uh, the Flashpoint Paradox, uh, two times, I guess. Uh, I saw it. I, I think you saw it years ago, didn't you? Yeah. And I saw it years ago, and then we just recently uh, watched it again. 
because we kind of want to go back and, and talk about some of these old, uh, some of these animated films leading up to some of the new ones and kind of get caught up a little bit as we can. And uh, this was a pretty good one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a little, um, I'm a little put off though, because, you know, now they, they're doing the, the big two part movies. And if any movie de- deserved a two part, I think this was one of them. I could see that. I also you know, uh, kind of felt like this movie was a two-parter, though, in the sense that like 50% of the movie feels like a setup and the other 50% feels like a climax, mm-hmm. which is something you don't get to enjoy in a normal kind of theatrical or movie kind of setting. So I enjoyed it for this. Yeah. I don't know that they could have done it any other way. Like this movie requires, the premise requires so much setup. Right. Like, because, you know, a part of me wants to, there, there's a, there are a lot of things in this movie that are broken, and it's still incredibly, uh, incredibly entertaining, and I, and I really enjoy it. You know, I watched it with my wife here uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was surprised with how much she liked it. Um, but there really is, like, part of me is like, okay, you know, they set it up that Barry's hanging out at his mom's grave, so we know she's dead. Then he goes to... Uh, He's got the Flash Museum alert, Captain Cold, uh, Boomerang, Heat Wave, Mirror Master in the top. We're all, all in the right. Flash Museum. And I felt like, you know, just watching that segment, I'm like, this movie perfectly encapsulates why no one gave a shit about those villains until Jeff Johns came around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mere <laughs> like, ponds. They're, they're all just gimmicks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't fault the movie necessarily for it because all they are doing, the whole point is to, one, have, you know, Thawne at the center of that and behind the scenes of that for him to, like, you know, plant the seed in Barry's head about his mother. And then also to showcase the Justice League and how things are in the real continuity. Yeah, where they work together wonderfully and there's... uh... Mm-hmm. God, the little the little bit where like Superman is like waiting is the worst part, <laughs> where he's like hand diffusing a bomb. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, and then there's a bit where I'm like, you know, as he's like holding, sitting there, like uh, I'm just casually point over to my who my wife watches all of the the CW shows, right. so I just kind of point over and go, "That's Mick Rory," and she's like, "Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you get no like real." I don't know. Like, I don't think at that point they, no one had ever really given Heatwave much of anything. No. Um, so yeah, that, that was interesting to see. And, uh, I, I loved seeing the, the lead together. I hate the character design though. I hate how they all have really tiny eyes and like, I don't know, weird giant jaws. And I don't, they just look weird. They look weird. I don't know. Their necks are bigger than their arms. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, there's a lot of like tiny head syndrome going on, but other than that, I uh, I like parts of this character design era more than mm-hmm. others. Like Barry in particular looks really good right now. Yeah, uh, Hal looks pretty good. Yeah, Batman yeah. when we actually get back to Batman looked pretty fantastic. Cyborg looks way out of proportion. Superman mm-hmm. uh, Superman looks weird both ways. Like one Superman looks weird because he's just he looks like he has a tiny head compared to the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. When he's Superman proper, and then when he's in the Paradox version, he's just—he's really creepy. Just yeah, really creepy. Complete like, opposite. See, I liked that. I thought that was okay, and maybe that's it's what they were doing. It's good for they were, that being creepy. 
Yeah, maybe they were just trying to show like the extreme difference. Yeah, if they did, if that's what they're going for, they did a fantastic job. But, but you know, I'm I'm looking at Superman in this opening bit, and I'm just like, he looks like you know Christine Baranski on steroids. <laughs> and then, I mean, talk about the good fight, but whatever. Uh, and then we, I don't know, he he looks like Crispin Glover here at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like the the character designs are on and off for me. Like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think this is a great era. Sometimes I think, well, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah, I think Aquaman was was pretty weird, and maybe they uh, they went a little too anime with Wonder Woman. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, you know, those are quibbles. Uh, you know, it's still a fantastic movie. I thought it was really a lot of fun. It was directed by Jay Oliva, um, written by Jim Krieg, based on Jeff Johns and Andy Kubert's Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, I do have, I, I, I feel like I'm just, I'm just being really negative, but you know, I, I didn't care for like the glossing over Barry going back in time. Like he just, cause even the second time I'm sitting there like, I know what happened, but I'm like, you know, I didn't remember it being so, um, I don't know. I didn't remember it being so, uh, I don't even know the word I'm thinking about. Um, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm not sure either. I, I didn't remember it being so vague. Like, I didn't remember them just being like, well, he wakes up and then, like, everything is radically changed and he doesn't know why. And he, it's like he doesn't remember going back in time and saving his mom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't really even, they just, you see him running fast and Thawne's talking in his mind. And then he, like, wakes up and he's like, goes to work and everything's changed. And he's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> that and bothered me a little bit. I mean, I, I get it. But there's a, um, there's a, a huge payoff. Mm-hmm. At the end of this, where it is just uh, Eobard beating the crap out of him, mm-hmm. and like the iconic line is like, "That's the beauty of all this. I didn't do anything. You did." Yeah, it's one of the best lines in the book, and and one of the best lines in the Flash mm-hmm. universe. I think it pays off, no matter how you do it. Even if you knew more before, or even if it was just kept under its vest like it did here, like it, it did. Yeah, I think it pays off hugely there. You have a point. You have a good point. I want to reiterate, I did enjoy this quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, uh, past that point, like, pretty much most of my negative feelings are just that, like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll introduce little bits and pieces, you know, like Ron Perlman's Deathstroke or whatever. And, right. you know, a little bit of just a little, like a sliver of Hal Jordan, just a sliver of, you know, Martha Wayne is the Joker. A just moment a sliver. of Nathan Fillion. What's that? A moment of Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Just... There are all these like little bitty factions of things that I'm like, oh, I wish we had more time with that. Yeah. Oh man, I wish we had more of you know Lois Lane and Steve Trevor running around. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's such yeah. a cool concept. It really is. I could have okay. I could have dealt with an entire uh, an entire episode an entire like I wish they would do like Flashpoint um, like miniseries or something like just. Give us little vignettes. I want to see. I want to see. A, you know, uh, Martha Wayne as the Joker. Like I want just nothing but that. Yeah, I like that movie alone. Um, and the storyline kind of gets abandoned in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you never really get to see a showdown between like Thomas and Martha, but man, the potential's there. And I, I don't know if you'd want to do like a prequel or something, but oh, there's plenty of room for that in the animated universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would want to see. I mean, in as much as I never want to see, you know, 
I, in a lot of ways, I don't ever want to see an end to Batman and Joker's thing. I, I don't, I don't think I need a, a Thomas and Martha ending. Um, I just think I just love the concept and, and what it does to them. Yeah. Um, I guess I got that here, but I could have done with, I could have done with more. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I enjoyed Cyborg's, uh, story here. It's, it's kind of funny to see Michael B. Jordan doing something where he's not even, he's not even the top name. No. And, you know, there are all these people. Like, yeah, they did a great job, I, but like oh, you, later you look at the uh, cast, you know, oh, shit, that was Michael B. Jordan. Shit. Yeah. Like, when this came out, I was like, holy shit, they're, they're doing more uh, Kevin Conroy Batman. <laughs> Kevin Conroy, right. and oh, man, we got uh, we got Sam. We got Sam coming in for his dad playing Superman. Look at that. Oh, right. God, oh man. And now I look back and go, hey, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, That's no cool. Way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Right. Who could have known? The guy, the, the you know, <laughs> no name playing Cyborg here in Flashpoint Paradox is going to be freaking Killmonger. Right. Was he Killmonger or was that the other guy? No, he was Killmonger. Okay. Yeah. What was, um, what was, what was the other guy's name? The other bad guy in that movie. What was his name in Black what Panther? What other guy? Ulysses something. Claw. That was it. Oh. Cla- Claw, Klaus, <laughs> Klaus, something other. <laughs> uh, the guy so who So you see what the... The guy who didn't make you guys, it. You guys see why this is a DC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I I loved how much they packed into it, though. The, and you're right; it does. It, they do lose the story uh, just because of how much they have to cram in. They lose the story a bit in this movie, and uh, but I loved how much they actually managed to pack in. Like I loved everything about like. Uh, Arthur and Diana, like, I love the flashbacks of, like, him cheating on Mira yeah. with uh, Wonder Woman and Mira coming in being like, oh, no, we ain't doing that. And then that you not know? working out at all. And I, huh? And then that not working out at all. That didn't work out at all. And I, I, I kind of want there to be a little dialogue in there where, like, someone just says, you know, you could have not had World War Three and just not cheated on your wife, you asshole. If you loved her so much, well, <laughs> so sure, much that you're gonna but cause World War Three over Diana killing her. That's, that's just maybe not how the put the your story pee-pee in another hoo-ha, here. man. Yeah. Different problems. For some reason, Barry's mom dying made Arthur make very ridiculous choices. <laughs> Well, you know, he does say in the thing, he says, it hey, look, I mean, this... Yeah, it just nudged everything a little bit to the left, you know? Yeah, like, just... And that's, like, throughout all time, backwards and forwards, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and it does make a, uh, like... Um, I love the Flashpoint universe. Like, there's a lot of stuff I love about it. I mean, Cyborg being, you know, the, the person who's, like, Cyborg and whatever he can muster versus... At, Atlantis and dear God, they're formidable when you watch them. Mm-hmm. And the Amazonians, and they're also super formidable when you watch them on this in this movie in this version or in, in the book. Like, yeah, it's it's a hell of a triad of of people. It's a hell of a war. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, the hell out of the fight sequences. By the way, yeah, they were really impressive. They're a lot of fun. In particular, like the the little race through the streets. Of uh of reverse flash and flash. Mm-hmm. Like did the people that do the flash show were they watching that? 
Like that I don't feels know. like it was source material. I thought about it too, though. Like the, I, what, the I, over I the top re- view, right? I, I'm sure it's in the comics somewhere, but yeah, I when they were Probably. doing the overhead view, I was just like, holy shit, they were doing that first. The over the top view, like that, that seemed very particular. And then especially the way they would like run up a thing and bounce over to another building, like upside down and start running down or sideways down that thing, like mm-hmm. that all felt very uh, well articulated in the Flash actual. TV show. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the crap out of the action sequences, man. I mean, dude, Deathstroke looked fantastic. Yeah, that was the scariest did. part about the uh, the Atlanteans is is they just take out... Oh, God, they take out everybody. Mm-hmm. You see them in I mean, action, just, it's just... It's ridiculous. They just slaughter Deathstroke and Luthor, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well, that's the end of that. Okay, it's, cool. <laughs> it's obscene. Um, <laughs> I, um... Even like I really Batman had... and uh, or Thomas Wayne's Batman and Yo-Yo, it was a pretty damn good action sequence. Oh, that was great. What was it? She she slipped. <laughs> I can't remember. He was just like, meh, whatever. She's dead I, now. I I just like the um. I don't know, he, he fires every round he has at her and starts throwing batterings, and it's it just looks good. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. it just looks good. I love the uh, I love the 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 Batson. The Billy Batson and the Shazam kids. I yeah. like how they just all combine to make Captain Thunder. That's yeah. all cool. Um, oh, um, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie in general was some seriously brutal deaths. Oh, yeah. Just just blowing pieces of head out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Wonder Woman just puts Billy Batson down. Mm-hmm. As Billy Batson. She certainly does. Yeah, she does. The grifter gets an arrow <laughs> through the head. Uh-huh. Someone exposes Vic's heart. It's fantastic. It's rough. It's fantastic. If you got, you know, spoilers, I guess. But if you guys, if you haven't seen this for whatever reason, you're just like, oh, well, I like those DC on screen cats. I'm going to listen to this review. Go watch the movie. I've bitched about it, but go watch it. It's good. It's really dark and really good. Don't let your kids watch it, probably. Or yeah. maybe do. I don't know. I'm not a judge. <laughs> If you want to see Grifter's brains, you want your kids to see Grifter's brains flying out of his skull, yeah, well, do it. All right. Um, so, you know, Barry's got to, you know, the reason he can't travel back through time and change things is because uh, Zoom is, is uh, using the speed force, so they've got to take him down. All right. But uh, he, he does make it back to a version of his reality, I guess. Because he gets back and his suit is different and things are a little bit uh, a little bit weird because they're trying to do the new fifty two type of thing, but he get he has a letter addressed from from uh, a dying Thomas Wayne Batman to his son who he knows is Batman in the future in in not in the future in the uh, in the alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. How much do you love that scene? I- Just like the single teardrop falling up, you know, on the on on the letter. That's literally a tears every time I watch it kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just. Uh, by the way, I love the effect they did when, when um, the world is basically ending, when that reality is ending. It's just like a, a wall of white energy, like dissipating everything. Oh, yeah. It makes no sense, but it's awesome looking. <laughs> I mean, it, it ended like a, a fission kind of sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like the world's ending. Yeah, it's just a little... Like, that's the same visual I remember from, you know, crisis kind of moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I accept it. Whatever. It's, it doesn't make sense to me somehow. Oh, this cracked me up, by the way. Um, Barry gets back to his reality, right? Uh-huh. 
and <laughs> immediately wakes up and sees a screen that says like world faces budget Armageddon and he just mm-hmm. smiles at that 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 should be a disappointing headline but I guess things are about context <laughs> yeah 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 but shit oh, all, all that stuff about like him and Batman like I still remember everything uh I don't know what that was. Perhaps it was just a gift. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, by the way, the uh, it, it is directed by Jay Oliva. Oliva, yeah. Oliva. This is apparently what he's best at. Not mocking us with Snyder News. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he should be doing. Uh-huh. Well, it is what he's doing. I mean, he did the storyboards for Batman v Superman. Like, he does the real movie storyboards. So, know. you know, for years we always wondered like, why aren't they doing what they're doing in the TV shows and the animated movies and stuff with, and the V and the big, well, they kind of are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and one of the things I love about the story is it still comes back to Superman. Like Superman is still like the world is shit. Not even really because of Barry's mom. It is in an overall sense, but it's really just shit because, you know, they found Superman and they locked him up in a little government prison. Yeah, before he could ever become anything. Yeah. This is really just a second take on on Justice League: The Nail, which, if you haven't read it, you, you should be doing that. DC Universe, I bet they have it. Yeah, no, but I can get behind that though. Buy it. What's that? I can get behind that. I can. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we're done. You think we're done? Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a good good movie for overall. Go check it out. One day we'll get to Justice League War. <laughs> of course and uh because this is a canned episode um current day dave should be clicking in some point to tell you about the things and the places you should go to do the things whatever social media bullshit love you guys see you later <laughs> Bye. all right that's it for us thanks for listening uh let us know how you like this review and how you like justice league the flashpoint paradox again if you want to hit us up, the best place is on Twitter at DC on Screen or our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash DC on Screen podcast. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> 
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.